Say it like you're testifying. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Please stand. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It was already said, but it was sure good to see Papa Frift this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The Mighty God. The Prince of Peace. Everlasting. Some of us ought to have our own title storm in a healer, provider, waymaker, beginning and the end, my all in all, whatever I need, God got it. Hallelujah. Merciful he is. Gracious he is. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Was Mary's baby, but he's my savior. Is anybody else a savior here today? Did he save you from Hallelujah? Didn't he save you? Hallelujah. The Bible said, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Any redeemed in the house today? Anybody redeemed in here today? That we serve a risen savior. It's too quiet here for me today. We serve a risen Savior. We don't know exactly what day he was born, but we celebrate that day, and we want to say thank you, God. Hallelujah. When there was no other way. When there was no other way. When there was no other way. God stepped in. I got a way for you. Hallelujah. You ought to feel just as excited as I am. I was on my way to hell. I ain't in here by myself. Way before I got on the scene, God knew what I needed. Didn't he know what you needed? What I didn't know for myself, the Bible says. He knew it. Talking about the government would be upon his shoulders. Thank you, Jesus. Not the government that we got right now. We're talking about our governor. Our king. Thank you, Jesus. We ought to have a praise that can't stop in here today. Hallelujah. Or does God have to make you sick? And heal you before you to say something. But those of that he saved you. Anybody been saved in here? Anybody got the Holy Ghost in here? Hallelujah. If any church ought to be noisy, it ought to be this church. St. Paul believers. Do we have any believers in the house today? Do we have any believers? Where the believers at? I want to hear the believers. 
Let me hear you believe us. Shout something. Where you at, believe us? Hallelujah. The devil didn't win. He didn't get me. He almost had me. Did he almost have somebody in here? But God did it. He sent Jesus. That's why I'm shouting. Yes. That's why I'm celebrating. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. I don't know what your praise life was this week, but you don't come into the house of the Lord. And you ought to have a praise. You ought to have a praise. You ought to have a praise. If no other day but that, you ought to have a praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Anybody glad he was born? I'm trying to move forward. But anybody glad? Anybody glad he was born? Anybody glad that he was born? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Help her praise him. Help her praise him. Hallelujah. Help her praise him. She had a reason to praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You got a reason to praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come on this day, God. God, you made every day. But God, but your word says when we come into your, into the assembling of ourselves together, we have assembled ourselves together. And your word says where there is unity, there is liberty. God, we come unified and we ask you, God, to have your way in this place. God, send your Holy Ghost right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, let, let, any, let him arrest those that need to be arrested in their spirit. Whatever we may be going through, let it not hinder anything right now, God. Father God, everybody, God, is going through something. But God, it would be worse if we didn't have Jesus. And God, we want to tell you thank you this morning, God. We want to thank you. We want to thank glory, glory, glory. We want to thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus. You didn't have to do it. You could have started all over. You did it once. You could have done it again. But you chose a different way. And you chose that way to come through your son, Jesus. And God, we are so grateful today. God, if all that we done been through and all that we done trouble that we done made, 
for all the sins that we have committed. God, you made a way to clean us up and make us right. And God, you deserve all the glory and you deserve all the praise. And God, and since we're in this place and it is Sunday, God, we ask you, God, to please send your word. Somebody came for a word today. Somebody came because it could have been their first time coming to church and God in a long time. And we're not going to put them on blast, but God, but we want to say thank you for them, oh God. We want we are so glad that they came today. They could have chose anywhere else. We could have went somewhere else. But God, we want to tell you thank you, oh God, for allowing us who all that are in here. God, none of us are perfect, but God, but I am so glad that you are. I'm so glad that you look beyond my fault. Hallelujah. And you saw my needs. Look beyond all of our faults, God, and saw our needs. Now, God, as we get ready to go into your word, God, if there are any sins that haven't been forgiven, need to be forgiven, God, please forgive. God, and show us the error of our ways that we will be able to repent. And God, and cry out, what must I do to be saved? To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. God, we ask you, God, as you send your word, have Daniel for under decrease. But have Jesus Christ increase to your people in word, deed, power, and insight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Matthew chapter 2, starting at the first verse, and it reads, Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and, the, and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And when, and they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou, and, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not, art not the, the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently, what time the star appeared. Jump down to verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of by spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Verse go down to verse 19. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother. And go into the land of Israel, for they are for they are dead with salt the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Ar Archelaus 
did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And when he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. And going back to verse 20 again, and saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are there which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. Very briefly, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I come to preach to us this morning about it's time to quit fitting in and be where you belong. It's time to quit fitting in and be where you belong. Amen. Y'all doing all right? Amen. Have you ever been in an environment where you just felt like you had to fit in to be there? Come on now. I mean, don't don't act like you, 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 you've been this way all your life. I mean, you, you, well, you felt like you had to go through the motions. Mm -hmm. Or how about having to be in a place getting any kind of way? And expecting that you had to take it? Come on, talk to me, church. Or, or, or how about asking yourself, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I taking this? Have you ever tried to do all that you tried to do to fit in, to get folks to like you? You ain't done nothing to them. But it seemed like no more harder you try, it seemed like they, they, they say things, they do things, and they, you're in their face, they, as they say, they, they keep can in your face, and, and they even keep can behind your back about you. And, and, and you're just wondering, do I belong here? We are, amen, is it me? We living in a society today of what I call, I'm going to do me. We got folks all over the world don't care about what you think. So I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what feels good to me. And I'm here to tell you, just because you are doing what feels good to you, don't mean that's what you're supposed to do. I cannot get a witness in here. Some of us have just, just love to do, what's that old song? It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you. I'm going to leave the rest of that part alone. <laughs> but everybody, especially, I mean, there are generations that are coming up that are like about, I want to please me. Don't care whose feelings they hurt. And, and, and where did they get that from? They got it from adults. Because many adults are doing the same thing. I'm going to make it about me, and I don't care who like it. And, and sometimes you hurt folk in the process. And when folks get hurt, it, it really do hurt. Anybody ever been hurt? 
when you're trying to please folk, trying to do things that to make other folks happy. And while you're making them happy, you are just as miserable. Can I help somebody today? You know, and 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 sometimes you are like, okay, I'm going to try. But then it's like, I'm got to go someplace else. And the one place that happens oftentimes is the church. We wonder sometimes why people leave the church. And regardless of how much I say that there are no perfect people, only one is perfect is God. Even imperfect people don't like getting hurt. Imperfect people want to be able to come to a place with like-minded folk to be able to, to get in touch with that perfect God, to, to help you understand how you living ain't pleasing in his sight. But sometimes when you come to this also divine place, we get some of the worst treatment. Come on, talk to the church. And I've come to realize that sometimes God won't have you stay in a place where you don't fit in. He'll have you in a place where you belong. And sometimes the place where you, you don't fit in, you think you shouldn't be there. So God has you to stay there and it takes some time for you to realize that all along this is the place where I belong. And we see in this scripture here where the time had came for everything that the prophets had spoken about Jesus had to be fulfilled. Jesus was on his throne in glory. He belonged there, should have stayed there. But then he had to come down into a place where he did not fit in. He did not fit in because before he was even born, there was, there was, it was already prophesied how there would be ones that would try to kill him. Here he was, he hadn't even been born. And as soon as he was born, the king said, where he at? I got to kill him. I got to get rid of him. But yet, and I love what God do. God knows the exact moment to keep you out of places of danger. Even though you may feel like I'm in the right place, you might be in the right place. It might be, might be the place where you belong. But right now ain't the time for you to fit in so you're not to get out the way. Sometimes what God will do, he will take you out of an environment so he can do what he got to do in that environment while he got you someplace else. The Bible says that an angel told Joseph, get your wife and a son and get to Egypt. And, and, and yes, the scripture says my son should come out of Egypt, but why Egypt? Why Egypt? That same place. Well, the children of Israel were held, held there enslaved for 430 years. And God sent Jesus back to Egypt. Why Egypt? Well, glad you asked. Let me break it down like this. 
The word Egypt in the Greek means black. But the word Egypt in the Egyptian language means the black land or the land of black. Listen to me. Now, it wasn't just talking about how the land itself was dark. If you know anything about geography, Egypt is like a sandy area. The ground ain't that dark. But actually what the people was, what the language was dealing with was about the people. The people of the land were black. What I mean by black, I mean real dark black. I mean purple, blue, black. That's how dark they were. And so, but yet it still doesn't answer the question, why Egypt? Well, in Jerusalem and in this area where Herod was king, there was a lot of different cultures of people. There were a lot of different shades of people. And it wasn't as easy to blend in when you, you don't necessarily uh, fit in. Their shades were all different colors of browns and different colors. But he sent him to the place called the land of the black. Why did he send him to the land of the black? He sent him to a place where he could not be found. Wait a minute. If he couldn't be found in Egypt, in the land where the people are purple, black, what color was Jesus? Work with me, church. Work with me. He don't put you in a place where you can't be protected. So, and I don't, I don't talk this many times about what, who we really are. The Bible is really about our life. I can't get no help in here. We got to stop sitting down on our hands and acting like the Bible's talking about white folk. The Bible, when you go from the beginning to right now, it's referencing color. And he sent Jesus in a land where he could fit in with his own people. With, with how dark they were. And here he comes. He couldn't be no white boy in a land of all black, purple, black people and fit in. God sent him to a place where he could not be found. And he stayed there not just one year. He didn't stay there for two years. We don't know how long he stayed. Scholars differ between two and four years. But one thing I do know, that Herod was king when he was born. And it was about four years later when Herod had died. And when he died, the Bible said that the angel went to Joseph and said, it is time to get back to where you belong. Now listen, let's pay attention to this. When you are in a place of transition, Egypt was a place of really transition. He didn't know how long he was going to stay. Sometimes you, have you ever had folks to move into your house and you tell them you can stay here till you get on your feet? You're going to mess up all kind of houses today, preacher. But, but in your mind, you thinking getting on your feet is like a few days, a couple of weeks, maybe even a good month. You might even go two. But then when they start getting mail at your house, 
ain't buying no groceries. Electric bill done increased, water bill done increased, and ain't nobody got no money, but they looking at you. And you, after what, you wondering when you gonna leave. Come on, talk to me, church. Y'all know what y'all saying. Take your time. I know it's rough out there, but you saying in your mind, I can't wait for you to get out this house. Now, you saying that, imagine them. Do you think they want to be in your house while you watching everything they do? Looking at how much soap you using? Checking out how much water you using? Looking at, she left that light on again in the kitchen. Open up the refrigerator. She ain't putting nothing in there, but she keep opening it up. But I want you to see Joseph was in a place that he probably didn't realize how long he was going to be. But after a while, when you're in a place so long, after a while, everybody get used to each other. And you begin to say, I guess they ain't going nowhere. And they say the same thing. And I guess we got to stay with your mama a long time. Oh, Jesus. But when you get, when you, when you settled and you get used to it, after a while, when your child begins to grow up in the community with other children, you get used to it. And after a while, you begin to think, well, I've been here all this time. Maybe this is where I belong. Don't get used to being in a temporary place forever. When God places you in a place of transition, you got to keep your mind that this is not my place. He got me here just to fit in for a little while. And, but when it's time to go back, it's going to be time to go back. So for Joseph, it was time to go back. And when he got back there, he saw Herod was dead, but then there was a worse a king. And God didn't say go back to Egypt. Pay attention here. But yet, he may have been uncomfortable, but that was where he belonged. Listen to this. About six years ago, I preached a sermon called Stretched for Your Purpose. In that sermon, I talked about how sometimes God will put you in certain situations so that it can, it can stretch you out. It can stretch your mind. It can, it can get you in shape so when the blessing comes, you can fit the blessing that you got. Can I get a witness? But then there are times when God places you in a place where you belong. Sometimes because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean just because you don't fit in that you don't belong. Sometimes it ain't you that don't fit in. It's the environment that you showed up to. Because when God gets ready to make a change, he don't necessarily shift an individual. He may have to shift a whole community. Sometimes what God will do, he will, listen to this, he will, he will, he will make the room fit you. Hallelujah. He'll, he'll make the society that, don't, that was out to kill you now out to love you. Hallelujah. When I was in seminary, I had a professor in homiletics. His name was Dr. Johnson. Pastor Moon and I, we were in the same class. And in and, and very beginning, we couldn't stand him. We couldn't stand this professor. 
Reason why we couldn't stand him, because he would say things like, homiletics is the study and art of preaching. He had said something like, y'all think y'all can preach. We were like, yeah. He said, but you can't. You don't even know what good preaching is. I'm like, who this man? And then he was using such big words. And then one day, a couple of us kept asking, excuse me, what that mean? He wouldn't answer. He kept right on talking. They was getting upset. Okay, excuse me. What does that mean? What you're saying? Can you give us a definition? He said, no. He said, because I'm trying to get you to come up to where I am. I'm not going to come down to where you are. Sometimes God will put you in an environment to shift the environment because of the status quo. It's called a paradigm. Paradigm is how things are already set and everybody is doing it in that way. But then God will send an individual that don't mind shifting the paradigm. A shifting of the paradigm is something that you got a new thing in a common situation. But yet to put it plain, it's like this. In the Garden of Eden, you had uh, Adam and Eve butt naked in the garden, eating freely, going nearly willy, doing what they wanted to do. But then when they all of a sudden, they get put out and they are clothed and they got to dig in the ground to feed themselves. Paradigm shift. Didn't like it, but it was their fault in the first place. But here is here we have, now we have Joseph and we have Jesus. They still want to kill him, but he's in the right place that he belongs. They didn't understand him. They didn't get him. But yet he was in the place that he belongs. I want to tell somebody today, I don't know what it may feel like for you to be in a place where you feel like you don't fit in. But we are not designed to be a people that fit in. We are designed to be a people that makes the environment shape to fit us. If you want to be in my company, I'm not going to change to fit you. You got to change to fit me. God did not. The Bible calls us peculiar people. We are peculiar people. So why are we keeping trying to fit in to this world? We, we keep trying to fit in to this world when the world don't care how we feel about their situation. We got folk talking about doing all time. I don't know what people are today. We got pronouns and all kinds of things. What you're born and what you're doing. I don't even know. And you guess what? They will let you know if you disrespect them. But what about when the church gets disrespected? What about we as Christians, when we get disrespected? When are we going to stop sitting on our hands and start saying the truth? Listen, you, I'm not here to please you. I'm here to help you get to where I am. Because the word says he was born, but yet he lived. And yet he reigned. And yet he healed. He delivered. He set free. But everybody that got deliverance had to get uncomfortable. Anybody uncomfortable today? We so love being comfortable. But when it time to get uncomfortable, we'll say quickly, that ain't God. Don't you know God don't always want you in a place of comfort? Because when you're comfortable, God can't use you when you're in the place of your feel. This is what I feel like. God don't want you to feel like it. God wants you to do what he wants you to do, even though you can't see it. Why? Because it's called faith. I'm in a place 
folks don't like me. Folks can't stand me. So what? So what? You are a child of the most high God. Jesus said that you, you, have, a, you have an inheritance with him. And he said that when he left, that he was in us the Holy Ghost that revealed to us all things. So when you don't understand, don't worry about not understanding. Understand this, that the Holy Ghost will help you. He will shape things. He will give you favor in environments that's designed to destroy you. Don't you know this world ain't, ain't our home? Let me hit that rewind button again. This world ain't our home. Regardless of how much preparation we're doing, how much savings we're doing, how much money we're trying to obtain. Don't you know all of this belongs to God? Everything we got belongs to God. And even when we get our feelings hurt, don't worry about your feelings. Remember, God is just preparing them for how he's preparing you. Everybody ain't going to get to where you got to as fast as you got there. How you got delivered may not be how they're going to be delivered. God may have to listen. Sometimes, just like Joseph, God may have to send somebody else away from you. Hallelujah. While he work on you. Let me, let me hit that rewind the button. You say, oh, God, I'm so glad they're gone. No, it could be God got to put them in a better place so he can work on you in this bad place. God sometimes has to get folks out of your company. So that he can work on you and help you be what he wants you to be. So when he brings them back, not only will you be ready, they may still be uncomfortable, but God still knows how to take whoever uncomfortable, who's ever don't want to be there and make them still belong. Can he do it, church? Bible tells us that even at a point when Jesus got older, he was the age of 12 and they was looking for him. They couldn't find him. And when they found him, he was in the temple and he was he was talking and reasoning with the with the scribes and the, those scholars because they were bewildered at the knowledge that he had. And they and when they found them, they was man, where were you? And then he said, don't you know, I was about my father's business. Sometimes yeah, we as parents don't know how far God will take our children. But the one thing we can't do is be in God's way. Ooh, it's, it's quiet today. It is so quiet today. We cannot be in God's way. When God don't want you to fit in, we are not designed to fit in. We are designed to, when we go into an environment, that environment has to immediately shift. Have you ever, Christian woman, a man ever gone into a bar? Some folks, I don't go in the bars, Pastor. I don't go in the bars. I don't either. But I've been to some places that got good fried chicken. And they are bars. And I've walked in there. I walked into ST a couple of times. And when I walked from people, they, they, they immediately put up their drinks. Because they knew who I was. And I was like, go ahead, they ain't gonna bother you. Got my chicken dinner, chicken wing dinner, and went on. Okay. But but here's the thing. We can go anywhere, but anywhere ought not to affect who you are. You got to be a Christian everywhere you go, whether it be in the church, in the grocery store, even if you go to the bar. 
You ought to be able, people ought to be able to recognize you that you are a Christian. No, you don't belong there. It could be they don't belong there. And the longer you stay, it'll change from a bar to a church house. The Holy Ghost can show up wherever. If you got the Holy Ghost, don't you know when you show up, the Holy Ghost shows up too? Don't you know the Holy Ghost will shift an environment? The music can change. The conversation can change. The wine can go from party to communion because the Holy Ghost will show up. Because when God has given you the purpose, sometimes your purpose is to go in and be a disruption. We got to learn that we are the change agents. We are the change. When you walk into an area and you can't listen, we ought to be the ones with the voice. We are the voice. We represent the voice of God on your job. You ought not be called a so-called Christian. You ought to be a one, a man, a woman that's a Christian that's about action. If something ain't right, you ought to be the first one to open up your mouth. This ain't right. That don't look right. That don't sound right. But so many times, what we do, we sit on our hands. I, you know, I'm in this man's world. You know, we got to obey the laws of the land. Listen, the laws of the land are conformed for those who do wrong. But we got a law of God. And this law tells us how we must obey him. And at all times. Y'all so quiet today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we can't be shouting in the church so much. That we can't change the environment that we're in. It will be uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for Joseph. It was uncomfortable for Mary. Don't you know it was uncomfortable for Jesus? He came in and he called folks off of boats. He called folks who were laying down and he called them up from their sickness. They were sick and they couldn't walk, but yet he spoke to them. Some he just touched. Some he grabbed by the hand and they got up. Because he is the change. He is the one. You are the one. If you got Jesus Christ in your life, you are the one. Bible says in Mark, these are the five signs that will follow him. Hallelujah. And if somebody is sick, when you walk into a, a sick room, because you got the anointing of God on your life, you are able to lay hands on the sick. Because you are, that sickness doesn't say, oh, okay, because she's sick, I'm going to sit back. We have to speak the word. Because the word will change the environment. When you speak the word, how do I know? Because didn't the word change you? Didn't the word change your life? And if you let the word work, it'll change your home. Everywhere you go, it will change the atmosphere. Because it's the word. When you stand on the word and you walk in the word and you read the word, you got to live out the word. When you live out the word, the word will work just like it said it would. Even though if you can't see it, they may be quiet like many of you are right now. But the word will work. It'll work. It'll strip folk off of them. And when they leave, they may have that shot in their hand right now. But when they get to the house, they might be pouring out liquor bottles. Because it's the word. Bible tells us that he came back to an area that they, and he was nervous. 
we don't have the right to be nervous anymore. Do y'all hear me? We, it's time for us to stop trying to fit in and learn to say to, well, I've been learning to say to myself, I ain't fitting in no more. Do you hear me? I ain't fitting in no more. I'm going to be where I belong. I belong in the church. I belong in ministry. I belong in witnessing about Jesus Christ. That's where I belong. And I'm going to do it no matter wherever I go. You ain't got to be dressed up in no suit or no big hat or no pretty clothes to tell somebody about Jesus. You have to, because you are who you are. You Listen, the Bible said we have to show some sign, not just in worship, but when we go out and we're talking amongst everybody, they ought to know who we are. They ought to know who we represent. And just because they are uncomfortable, here she go. Yes, here I go. Here I go. Here I am. Here, here I am. Here I am. Hear me roar. Here I am. I'm all off my notes today. Sometimes we as black folk got to remember there's power in our voices. We, it is power in our voices. Quit getting mad at folk because they're loud. Here she go. Here he go. They always loud. Did they lie? Did they lie when they was talking loud? Let them, let them talk loud when it's the truth. Let them speak on it, black folk. We got to stop putting each other down and start lifting each other up. Yes, so what if they loud? Hallelujah. So what if they loud? I love a good loud individual. And mine, when we go down to Memphis, my barber said, oh, y'all so loud. And we be loud. Barber had the television one time all the way up to 50. And she could barely hear the television. Cause we are loud. I'm loud, y'all. Y'all can judge me when I'm preaching. But I'm here to tell us today, when you know who you are, you ain't got to fit in. When you know, I'm saying it again. When you know who you are, you ain't got to fit in. When you know what God has delivered you from, you ain't got to fit in. Just because for, I remember you when, what that was then. Well, I'm here to tell you about who I am right now right now and be proud of it we got to be proud of who we are mother parker said this all the time she said we are somebody we are somebody we are somebody we are some i'm somebody if you don't want to say i'm somebody i may not have my name my name may not be on no government office. I may not be the man that's in charge of my job. But I am somebody. And you are somebody. Why? Because my name don't have to be in your book. I'm trying to get my name in another book. There is another book that I'm aiming to get my name written in. In that book. It's, gonna, it's got everything. Hallelujah. But one thing it ain't got, everything that I've been forgiven for, it's gone. Everything God has changed me to, it's there. Hallelujah. 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 Let me, let me come to my close. Hallelujah. We all know the stories of Jesus. We know how he fed and how he did all kinds of things. But there was one particular 
thing that we saw with Jesus, whenever he did anything, he would go to God in prayer. Hallelujah. When he would go to God in prayer, I don't know what he would say every time, but the last time it is recorded what he said right before he went to the cross. Hallelujah. He was in the garden of Gethsemane. Here he was. I don't know what was in his mind, but the story tells us that all along the journey, when he would do what he would do, he would say these words. He said, my time has not yet come. He said, I came down here for a season. Sometimes you can belong in a place for a season. Just for a season. It doesn't mean that you fit in. It's that for that season, this is where you are. This is where you belong. No, you're not fitting in. No, God got you where you are so that, so that you can change the atmosphere. And Jesus changed the atmosphere. And I'm sure there was some tugging because the Bible said so that when he was on his knees praying, he asked the father, he said, take this cup from me because he knew where he belonged. He no longer belonged right where he was. He didn't belong no more with the people of the land. He now belonged on the cross. Y'all should be shouting right there. He belonged on the cross. And he knew where. Sometimes God will take you to a place or have you go to a place where you will feel so uncomfortable. But that is where you belong. The cross was where Jesus belonged. Him going to the cross, him being beaten, him being nailed in his right and left hand and raised up and pierced in his side was where he belonged. And when he died, he belonged in the grave. Somebody always said, thank you, God. He belonged in the grave. But then the Bible tells us that after three days on the third day morning, he didn't belong in the grave anymore. He didn't belong dead anymore. He didn't belong on the cross anymore. But the Bible says early. The Bible says early. Do you believe that early? Do you believe that he died? Do you believe that he went to the cross? Do you believe that he was in the grave? But do you believe that early? Do you believe that early? Sunday morning. Early. Sunday morning. Yes, he was born. But he had to die. But early, he had to get up. And I'm glad about it. Anybody glad today? And when he got up, the Bible says he got up with all power. Anybody glad today that he got up with all power? With all power. Say you glad. Hallelujah. 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 I'm glad he was born. Because that's where he belongs. He belonged right down here. I'm glad that he went through what he went through. Because that's where he belongs. He didn't fit in. But he belonged there. When he did what he did. It didn't seem right. Because everywhere he went. Nobody wanted him there. But he would tell them. Oh hallelujah. When it was a Sunday morning. And he said you healed on a Sunday. He said but if it was you. If your ox fell in a ditch. On a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. 
when you dig your ox out. And I'm here to tell somebody today, if it's them, they'll do what they want to do. Because this world is their home. But this world ain't your home. You don't have to do like them. You have to learn how to give God glory. Give God glory. Because you got a place where you belong. Because Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I wouldn't have told you so. But as the songwriter said, and one of them belong to me. That's where I belong. I'm just a pilgrim passing through. Anybody just a pilgrim passing through? Doors of the church are open. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Oh, I will trust in the Lord until I die. Come on, church. I, oh, I will trust. Hallelujah. your day that you come out of an environment that you don't belong you've been fitting in but today is your day to come into a place where you belong it may not feel right but this is where you belong the family of God is where you belong if you are here today and you have yet to give your life to Christ I'm here to tell you today today is your day I want to welcome you to the family of God if you are here today please come today and this is how you can come. You can come by a Christian experience. You can come by a candidate for baptism. You can come by because you have backslidden. Or you can just come because you just don't know what to do next. But I'm here to tell you you are in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. 
Or maybe you're an individual that's looking for a church home. I preached it and said it. We're not a perfect people, but we serve a perfect God. And we're striving. Some of us are striving for perfection. And if you come on in and join with us, God can shape you too. Because that's the kind of God we serve. He's rich in mercy. He's rich in grace. And he'll give you what he wants you to have. And he'll be such a blessing. Or maybe an individual that needs prayer today. I will say you can stay where you are. You can come where you want. You can come up front if you need prayer. But who all needs prayer today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, especially now. We're in a world right now where the world is changing. They're doing what they want to do. We don't have to change according to the world. We have our instructions. Let us not conform to the world, but remember where we belong. Hallelujah. I'll be with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we want to thank you, O oh God, for this day. But, O oh God, but we want to thank you for this season that we are in. God, every, every day is about Jesus. But, God, we want to thank you for giving us this privilege to recognize when he was born. Because, God, if he hadn't have been born, he would never would have died. And he never would have rose for all of our sins. Father God, there are many that are here today, O oh God, that have been traveling. Oh, God, there are many that are going to travel. 
Father God, I thank you for the traveling grace that you brought them here with and the traveling grace that you want to take them on. But also, God, during this season, many of us are going to get together and we're going to celebrate one another. We're going to fellowship. We're going to eat. We're going to have a, an awesome time with one another. Father God, help us remember that this is just a rehearsal. Help us to get along right now, not just in one day, but every day. Because there is a day that's going to come when we will no longer be down here in this place. We will be where we belong. We will be with you in paradise. Father God, we come also at this time to, to ask you, O oh God, to please bless the offering, O oh God, the tithes and the offering. God, for those who, who are going to come obedient according to your word, Father God, being a cheerful giver as well, God, I ask you, O oh God, to do with the, with the offering and the tithes, with the tithes and the offering, what your word says that you will when we come in faith, O oh God. Father God, do it, God. God, we bless your holy name. And God, that's my prayer, O oh God. That since you are the, the one who controls the laborers, oh God, I pray to you, oh Heavenly Father, that you send forth laborers into this church to go out into the vineyard, to the vineyard along with us, oh God. That we may be able to help us get out there more and help lead us to, oh God, in the name of Jesus, to bring more out of your vineyard into this harvest, oh Father God, in the name of Jesus. Now may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest room to abide with us now and forever. And may the whole church say three, four, amen. 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 Give God a hand of praise. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. Amen.